0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work
0: you've been doing. I like your style. Remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good.
1: Homes remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself.
0: Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. SwainInvent, It is time for Attaboy, where we
2: highlight positivity and um, this is our first Attaboy of the year, and I think it's only right that we give today's Attaboy to a VFM. Irish Networks specializes in high-quality fiber internet and voice. The website, irisnetworksusa.com. Tennessee business, connecting Tennessee businesses through amazing, amazingly fast and quick fiber internet. Again, Irish Networks USA. Follow them on Twitter. And I'm going to the NBA. I will try to explain it, but I wouldn't do it justice. The commentators during the Thunder-Knicks game over the Christmas break talked about VFL, Scotty Hobson. And I just want to play it. I just want to play it because it is... It is remarkable the journey that Scotty Hobson has been on and never saying no to his dreams and where he is now. So, uh, here's what the commentators might bring. One of my favorite dudes in the business had to say about about Scotty Hobson.
3: Over on Oklahoma City, there's probably one of the most incredible stories I can remember. In, in all my years in the NBA on their bench. They recently signed Scotty Hobson of Hopskinville, Kentucky He's a 32 year old still chasing his NBA dream It's one of the most remarkable stories of never giving up on your on your NBA Desires he was a good college player at tennessee played three years averaged 17 points per game as a junior and entered the NBA draft. He didn't get drafted so he decided to play in Greece for the year. Next year he plays in Israel. The next year he plays in Turkey. Then in 2014, three years out of college, he gets an NBA chance. Cavs sign him, send him to the G League, but they call him up. He plays two games, seven total minutes, and that's it. He was hoping they would resign him the next year. Instead, that summer, He's traded four times in three months. The final team to acquire him, wave him. Back to the G League. Has a 52-point game in the G League. Still can't get called up. No NBA offer, so he goes back to overseas. Spain, China, Croatia, Turkey. As Gilgis Alexander misses, rebound by quickly. And it doesn't end there. February 28th, 18, he gets a 10-day contract with the Dallas Mavericks. His second chance of the NBA. This is seven years he's out of college and getting his second chance. He plays one game, eight minutes, hits a free throw. And that's it. 10-day contract, and he's gone. Back to the G League. Goes off to Israel a second time, then New Zealand, then Australia. This is the young man right there. He recovers and plays well over in Australia. And this past October, he comes back and plays for the OKC G League team. So here's a young man out of college, 10 years. There's a foul on favors, okay. Plays eight different countries two of them twice three years in the g league 95 games in the g league and his nba career consists of three games 15 minutes and two made free throws well he played wednesday night in phoenix first time in an nba game in almost three and a half years and only his fourth nba game in his life ten years after leaving college he hit a couple of buckets, scored 14 points in 18 minutes. If that is not the most wonderful definition of perseverance and a guy who loves the game of basketball, this guy Scotty Hobson is one of my heroes. It's just how he, he just refuses to let his dream die. Holy smokes, that is some
2: journey. Wow. Wow. Ten years, eight different countries, three years in the G League, three games total, 15 minutes and two made free throws until he dropped double-digit points over the Kirsten's break. Man, good job, Scotty Hobson, man. Uh, Ben, you have another boy as well.
4: Yes. First, I I want to say Scotty Hobson is one of my favorite Vols. Uh, Young Ben, growing up, Scotty Hobson, I I just – loved Scotty Hobson. I, I I don't really know why. I I think part of it was the name. Just yeah, such a cool name. Scotty Hobson. I mean, what what a basketball name. And and I'll never forget his game winner against Florida. That that that's the the Scotty Hobson moment that I remember most and I, I just I don't know. I loved watching Scotty Hobson play. He was one of my, one of my favorite players uh as, as a kid. I I guess he was playing the tail end of Bruce which was about the time I was in middle school and going into high school. So super thrilled for Scotty Hobson because he was one of my favorite baller balls growing up. But I, I want to give it boy to the Tennessee Titans, AFC South champs. And not only AFC South champs swing, but currently the number one seed in the AFC. Yep. And if the playoffs began today, the the AFC would run through Nashville. And, and just what an accomplishment – first time that they've won back to back divisions since I think it's 1960, 61 or 64, 65. It's, it's been a long time. And, and really I kind of count it as the the first time in the organization's history, because that, that was when they were in Houston. So this is the first time the Tennessee Titans have, have won back to back division titles, which is, which is really neat and uh, pretty remarkable that they've done it without Derrick Henry. And not only without Derrick Henry, but they, they've had so many players hurt this year. I mean, they they've had to play fourth and, and fifth string guys and call up practice squad guys and, and we all know the story, but just truly remarkable that they are now I believe they're eleven and five after through yesterday and I, I don't know what needs to happen on Saturday for them to secure the number one seed. Uh somebody on the text box can can let us know. Um I hated seeing the Bengals win yesterday because I hate the Bengals. Uh, but I, I did enjoy that the the Titans benefited from the Bengals beating the Chiefs. And now, Nashville, the, the Titans are the number one seed in the AFC as it currently, currently sits. So, uh, and I was incorrect earlier. Th- this is how much I've just given up on the Steelers season. I, I said that I needed the, uh, the Texans to beat the Colts it's it's not the Texans I need the Jaguars to beat the Colts which which may even be worse I I don't I don't know who I would rather have need beat the Colts the the Jaguars or the Texans but either or my 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 chances of the Steelers making the playoffs are not great but wanted to give a shout out to the Tennessee Titans Uh, hopefully they can they can make a run I, I I want them to win when they're not playing the Steelers and if the the Steelers can't make the playoffs, then I hope the the Titans take it and and run away with it and and go win a ring. Yeah, man. There's
2: four teams in the AFC that still can um, clinch number one spot. That's the Titans, Chiefs, Bengals, and Patriots. The Titans eleven and five, Chiefs eleven and five, Bengals ten and six, and uh, the Patriots ten and six. So. I think the Titans and the Chiefs may have the 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 driver's seat, but the Titans beat. Well, it looks like the, the Titans Chiefs. just need to win. Yeah, the, on Sunday, beat it, the
4: Texans, and they're the the number one seed. Well, you well, should do that. But that's didn't do it the First time. That's that's true. They, who, who would you rather have? Who would you rather need to have beat the Colts, the Jaguars, or the Texans?
2: I mean, I would feel better if the Texans were playing. Was playing. Dude, the Jaguars got beat fifty to ten. Ah, you're right. This past weekend. It's it's over.
4: Right. <laughs> who who was that that put fifty on him? Patriots. That's right. Well I, It's over.
2: It is over. I need, for, I for did, I need
4: Carson Wentz to, to go back to being Philadelphia Carson Wentz.
2: I mean he just got over he just got over um you know COVID. I mean he 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 was out for a little bit but but because of the revised uh, COVID protocols, he only had to miss five games, but he he was not great uh, in their game against the Raiders. And the Raiders won in the
4: you know, field goal at the end of the yeah, game, but he wasn't great. That. Yeah, don't, don't want to talk about that. Maybe a miracle will happen. Real quick before we move on to Tennessee Swain, how cool was it for you as a former receiver to watch Jamar Chase do what Jamar Chase did? And I'll even go back to the Rose Bowl. Uh, I, I I forget the young man's name for Ohio State, but how cool was it for you as a receiver to to watch that receiver performance in the Rose Bowl from uh the Ohio State receiver and, and then Jamar Chase. As much as I hate the Bengals, Jamar Chase is fun to watch. So is so is Joe Burrow. Um how, how cool were those receiver performances?
2: Yeah, Jackson Smith Jigma um uh, there for Ohio State said a Bowl game record. Not just a Rose Bowl record, but a bowl game record. He went crazy. 15 catches, 347 yards, three touchdowns. There's some receivers out here in the country that don't have those stats for the entire season. For the entire season, Ben. I can look at I can look at our
4: Ugh, I was hoping you weren't going to go there.
2: Football team. Listen, I'm not trying to put down anybody on our team. I'm just trying to kind of crystallize how how amazing that, you know, his performance was. I mean, we got guys, you know, for for the year that, that don't have that many yards. Let's see here. I mean, and to give you some perspective, Jacob Warren had 18 catches for 179 yards. Princeton Fat 16 catches, 220. Jalen Hyatt, 21 catches, 226 yards. Javante Payne, 18 catches for 413 yards. And this dude from Ohio State had 15 catches, 347 yards in one game.
4: And he's coming back next year. Golly. With C.J. Stroud. He and C.J. Stroud are coming back next year.
2: Yeah, that's the best that, that that'll be the best duo in the country.
4: That'll be the best duo in the country. Yes.
2: I mean I'm trying to think of
4: <sighs> I mean how dare you disrespect the Hinden Hooker to Cedric Tillman connection.
2: Man stop playing.
4: Stop playing. You're playing, not me. You're the one playing games, not me.
2: Stop. People people gonna think you're serious, man.
4: You take you taking
2: Hinton Hooker and, and, and Tillman over this this duo? Yes. Boy stop.
4: You need to stop. Stop, 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 stop. I mean, the the only reason Hooker and Tillman couldn't do that in the Rose Bowl is because college football and the SEC are out to get Tennessee. They they just purposefully put these awful rests into the Tennessee games and tell them to to make up calls as they go to prevent them from being the vet, best version of themselves. So if it was not rigged, then Tennessee would be doing the same thing as Ohio State. You,
2: clearly, you, you doing this in twenty twenty two. Yes. You gonna, you gonna bring this to you gonna bring this to the New Year, Ben. You doing this again?
4: Yep. New Year, save me, baby. Oh man. Yeah, that dude. But, yes. Stupid that, stupid, that
0: performance.
4: That is the best duo in college football. And then the, the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, best duo behind Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams?
2: Yeah. Yep. So so far, man. So far.
4: I mean, Jamar Chase deserves serious conversation for offensive player of the year. <sighs> I would
2: after I, I would I would give him the edge right now over over Matt Jones. I mean, in that game, to break records and do it, to do it in a way that helped his team clinch a division against the Chiefs. I w- I would give him the slight edge over Matt Jones, but we understand how Aaron Jones. What did I say, Matt Jones, uh, Mac Jones. I said Matt. It's Mac. Um, uh, I got you, but I would I would I would give him the edge over over Mac, but we don't understand how the NFL works, man. It's all about quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. They'll get the benefit of the doubt, but man, I think Jamar Chase should be Offensive Rookie of the Year. That I, that's the way I would go, just off that performance alone. But yeah, that was fun, man. It was fun to see the, those wide receivers uh, do that, especially Ohio State especially Ohio State, 347 yards, and they were, down. they were down. They were down multiple scores. I picked Utah to win. I just thought they were running the football um, and have a lot of success and physically beat up Ohio State the way Michigan beat up Ohio State. But, man, to be down multiple scores and then Ohio State to come back. Uh, C.J. Stroud, man, when he comes out, he's gonna be he, he's going to be special. He's already special, but, man, when he comes out, the NFL team will be very, very happy with him. He is really, really good, really accurate, and drops some complete dimes to Smith Enigma, man. Ajigma. Ajigma. I think I said that right. Enigma. <laughs> what, is <this? laughs> what is this? What is this? What is this, Batman? The Riddler. What, 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 am, I talk, what am I talking about over here? <laughs> 865-255-03. All right, Ben. <laughs> you, you ain't slick. Where is Jared Verse? I don't see him. I don't. I, when is when is he coming, Ben? When when is he coming? I'm looking at the transfer portal. He's still in the portal. Why is he still in the portal? I'm looking at these DBs, and man, um, there's there's not a lot of DBs in this portal, man. I, are we? I hope some guys jumping into the portal after the bowl season because. I don't see any DBs in this portal, man. I see, like, one dude that's available from, like, Northwestern. I don't see anybody else available at DB. Well, give us some nuggets, Ben. Where is Jared Verse?
4: So, did you see the Antonio Brown stuff yesterday?
2: I don't care about Antonio Brown right now.
4: <laughs> um... I mean, I think Tennessee's in a good spot with Jared first. I, I really do. I think it's uh, Tennessee, LSU, Florida State. Those, those seem – Tennessee is definitely in the mix uh, without a doubt. I I, I think he's going to think long and hard uh, about Tennessee. But in terms of just looking at the other competition, uh, I, I think you would throw in uh, Florida State and LSU in there. And he- I, I – don't think he's come to a decision yet, but uh, school's going to be starting here in the next week or so and I'm, I'm sure a, a decision will be around the corner.
2: So. Last, last week there was a, a feeling that Tennessee and Florida State was kind of the two teams out in front that he wouldn't take any more visits um, and Tennessee was kind of in the league. you think that's changed or you think that's the, you know the same the same feeling.
4: Yeah, I, I think that's the same. I, I think that's the same. I unless something changes, uh, then, I mean, I, I don't expect him to take that fifth visit. And um, I, I think Tennessee's in a good spot. I, I just don't think he's he's made a decision. so right, I, feel, I feel good. It's, it's 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 Tennessee, Florida State, LSU, and and I, I think Tennessee's in a really really good spot. Just no decision has been made, and boy, would it be a huge pickup for Tennessee because I I think he can come in and and beat Byron Young. And, you know, talk about those defenders earlier and our lack of confidence in guys. Byron Young is going to have an all-SEC season next year, or this year, uh, this upcoming season, next season, however you want to word it. In
2: 2022.
4: I mean, it's technically – I mean now that the 2021 season is over is it this season or next season It's technically not over It is for Tennessee though
2: It is for Tennessee but 22 season that's the best way to say y- it. Y- Yeah
4: yeah 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 I get yeah get the gist yeah, they know, um, ooh, But I yeah, think but then, they know in 2000 saying. in 2022 Byron Young is going to have an all SEC type of season and I think he is going to absolutely burst onto the scene. I think he is going to play himself into, uh, you know, third, fourth round pick, if not higher. Uh, That's as much as I'm willing to say. That's why I kind of hesitated because I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to play himself into being a first round pick. But I I thought he played well against Purdue in the Music City Bowl swing. There, There were others on that defense that we have highlighted that did not play well. But I thought Byron Young Played really well and made some big time plays. Uh, he got kicked out in coverage in, in the slot. And it was more of a really, really bad decision by Aiden O'Connell, who didn't see Byron Young. But hey, still a still a heck of a play by Byron Young to, to pick off that pass. And I thought he got better in the run game moving f- or as the season progressed. And if you can add Jared first, opposite of him, uh, and, and not only. Are you are you going to add production from Jared first? But I I think uh, number nine and number thirty could use a I guess a, a wake up call. Uh, I I think it would really benefit Roman Harrison and Tyler Baron if if there was truly somebody there to push them. Well, not, not that they're necessarily doing anything wrong, Swain, but just. I, I, I think they need to kick it into another gear well, if if that makes sense.
2: Well remember on Tennessee Prime Tyler Barron talked about gaining about 30 pounds and then moving moving inside so yes 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 yeah he's, he's gonna be in different different spots so that you have an opportunity to have number nine uh, number six and whatever number Verse wants to be you have opportunity to have all three of those guys in. At once, and
4: and Roman, and I, I yeah. thought I thought Roman had had some nice plays here or there, but he still needs to take another step this off season. So adding some competition would be good for him. But also, Swain, if you're able to add Jared Verse, it doesn't put as much pressure on Joshua Josephs or uh, James Pierce having to play as true freshmen. Yes, like that they can they can chip in here and there, but they're not going to be relied upon to be the guys, which would be absolutely huge. So Tennessee's in a good spot with, with Jared verse. I I just don't think that, that it's a done decision. Um, But I mean, classes are starting here in a week, week and a half. So uh, he's going to have to make a decision here soon, but that's really the only traction in the portal right now. Swing Uh, Tennessee's been very choosy picky, however you want to word it. And I, I said this on Friday's show after the, the bowl game. I, I understand being picky, and you don't want to take a guy just to take a guy. Uh, but after watching the, the defense play in the Music City Bowl, and I, I, I'll be honest, Wayne, going back and kind of looking at the statistics for the season, and I realize statistics don't tell the whole story. But outside of the tackles for a loss, the the numbers are not pretty, not pretty whatsoever. And and I say that to say that I, I've kind of lost some lust on 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 what the defense did this year. And I I I don't know. I guess I, I don't defense? know that it was. What, what's that? So he was lusting over the defense. Uh, you the middle of the season, I was. You I think we repent. all were middle of the season. Nasty.
2: Uh-huh. So that sounds like you need to repent or something.
4: <laughs> Maybe I do, but uh, middle of the season, I mean, I, was, I I had pants off watching defense at, at certain points, but – I, And I, a part of it was, like, I had absolutely no expectations for the defense this year just because I, I didn't think that they had anybody. And then all of a sudden you had Matthew Butler really turn into a productive player. Theo Jackson turn into a productive player. I think Jeremy Banks had a a nice season in general, not a perfect season. Um, Still things to build on and work on, but I I think overall he had a nice season, especially considering his past couple of seasons and and this being the first full season that he got a chance to play linebacker um, without a lot of drama surrounding him. So I I think part of us feeling good about the defense was just based off of preseason expectations, but – the last month or so, in, in the bowl game, really wiped out. And maybe I'm being unfair, but it really wiped out any good feeling. I mean, statistically, they finished 99th in the country defensively out of 130. And again, I know the stats don't tell all, but uh, going back to the transfer portal real quick, Shane it's just—I don't—I don't know how you can be real picky on the defensive side of the ball after you, you watch. What happened in the Music City Bowl and, and kind of look at the season as a whole?
2: Yeah, the defense the defense were, was better than what we expected until the end. S- still, as a whole, like, I know. as a whole, they sh- you look at the entire season, they were better than what we expected because if the defense would have played the entire season as what is what we expected them to play like. Uh, beginning of the season, Tennessee's not even in a bowl game.
4: That's fair.
2: So, yes, the the defense started to kind of show their true colors. Maybe you say that late in the season, but the fact still remains that the Tennessee's defense was better than what we thought they would be, and the staff did more with less. Simple as that. TFL's, yeah, man, they, they, they did a great job getting over 100. But there's other areas where we were not great. We were not great the second quarter as a team, um, and part of that poor play in the second quarter was getting off the field on third down. We were not great versus versus quarterbacks that that ran. So here's a situation where if if you can if you can use your brain more than just you know in one one direction, you could see that. Tennessee's defense was not good as it needed to be, but it was better than expected. It was better than yes. expected, but it was But not it was good. not a good defense. It was not good and it need to get a whole it needs to get a whole lot better. And it's one of the big reasons why Tennessee did not win that bowl game. Defense was not was not good. Um but necessary they still got three picks in the bowl game as well. Well, when a quarterback's throwing fifty plus time, I will hope you will get some picks. Should have got
4: five. Well, and and, dropped two. Swain, so, tell me if I'm I'm being unfair, but I mean, two of the three picks. It's it's not like Tennessee did anything great. I mean, Trayvon Flowers, Aiden O'Connell threw it right to him. No
2: matter, man, he's still in position.
4: And, you still get credit for that. If
2: you're in posi- like byron Rial was still in position. That's that, being in position I, is I, the most important thing.
4: I know. I, I know, but you can't it, take that it's, away like Cabal hadn't went out there and made a, a a play. But like he was in possession, Aiden O'Connell could have throw, thrown it to me, and I, I would have caught the ball. It was he, threw it, right he threw it right to
2: Jeremy Banks, and Banks didn't catch it.
4: Yeah, and that I'm so, so that that was one moment I got frustrated. Rewatching, you yeah, the game. you can't if take you, that if away. You pick that off, you win the game.
2: Yeah, you can't take that away from Barrientos. You can't take that away from Flowers. You know, you may not be a. Flowers fan, but being in position is the most important thing. And then you bring your hand. So, you know, Hatton was in great position on the post route. He was on the upfield shoulders. What you teach, that was textbook from William Martinez. He played it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then he showed great hands. Barry Young showed great hands too. I mean, that's a that's a you know edge rusher catching a ball away from his body with his hand. That was a that was a tough, tough catch too from Bayer Young. So all three interceptions were good, was very impressive. And, um, I mean, you hope that you get your hands on those amount of balls when Purdue was dropping back 50-plus times. Should have had five, but, you know, you didn't. Point is, defense was better than expected, but still not good enough and still needs to improve. Still needs to improve. Better than expected, but but not – Good enough, not good enough, and Tennessee wins that ball game if the defense was average that day. Wasn't even average that day. Defense was bad that day. Simple as that. There were other games where Tennessee's defense was 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 better. There was team. There was a game with defense played out of their minds. There was times when the Tennessee defense played just just like trash. And um, Purdue was not their their great game. It was not a great game. Not a great game at all. Um, oh, Ken is bringing that to 2022. Looks like on the text box, he says the only reason, the only reason Hooker and Tillman couldn't do what Stroud and Smith the Jigma, the Jigma in the Rose Bowl is because Tennessee's defense can't get off the field ever, and Hooker and Tillman won't get enough possessions. Ken, come on, man. We're not doing this in 22, right? You're not you're not gonna sit here and say that <sighs> Hooker and Tillman is as good as that duo with Hall State. Come on, man. Don't don't do this, this year. Don't do this, man. Don't do this. Stroud is a better quarterback. <laughs> He's a better quarterback than Henry Hooker. He is accurate. You clearly did not watch the Rose Bowl. The dude was in New York as a Heisman Trophy candidate. He's going to be a first-round quarterback when when he leaves. He's ridiculous. It might be one of the reasons on the list of 100, but it ain't the only reason, kid. Don't do this 22, man. Don't do this, man. Brandon B says twenty two might be the worst safety in the SEC. I'd rather take lumps with Christian Charles and Tamarion McDonald going forward. Oh, Christian Charles
4: is going to be—he's going to be in there, and he might have been towards the end of the year had he not dealt with that knee injury since the Missouri game.
2: Yeah, he's—he's going to be in there, man. Um, we did the locker room and we had Theo Jackson on, and I asked him about some of the young players. Who we can get excited about, and he immediately named Christian Charles. And remember, Theo didn't play one game, and Christian Charles made made, a, made his first and only start and held his own. It was a home game. Who was that against? I forgot who that was against.
4: When Theo when Christian Charles started against Missouri.
2: Was it against Missouri? And Theo was out. Was it yes. was it a concussion? Something like that.
4: Yes. Yeah. And no, or a, a knee, something like that. No, it was Turnage it was, started. It was concussion against South Carolina. Christian Charles started against Missouri. Yeah,
2: it was concussion for Theo. Theo got banged up, and and he came back the next week. And Christian Charles, I remember made a play on the ball, and I could have had a pick. I remember that, but he was he he did a really really good job. There's a lot of optimism about Christian Charles and this is where your criticism and this is like I mean it's not like strong criticism or anything, you know, flame throwing, but Willie Martinez's knock is that he sticks with the older players maybe a little too much. And Christian Charles is a guy that maybe should have played more, but now he he'll have opportunity to take over that spot for sure for sure this off season. I mean, for those guys practice it starts for some guys. It might already started, you know, on their own, but officially, it starts. It starts next week with winter conditioning. So it's time to go, man. The twenty two season for Tennessee starts starts next week. Uh, Kentucky vault Paducah says, "What about Turnage?"
4: I have high hopes for Turnage. I, I think he can be good. Me too. But but can he do it for? a 13 game season and can can he do it against teams that have more offensive weapons than the South Carolina team that he played well against had not taking anything away from that performance he, he was tremendous that day but there's a difference between going up against what South Carolina has to offer from a weapon standpoint and and what Pitt is going to have with its Politnikov winning Receiver coming back, and, and uh, Florida is is going to have some talent uh, at, at receiver, and Georgia has all the talent in the world. Alabama has all the talent in the world at those positions. So can can he do it for a full season? But I do have hopes for for Brandon Turnage taking over for Theo.
2: Yeah, I like Brandon Turnage when he was when he was in there. Um, I mean, when he was in there, he he got you know all SEC honors. I mean, he had a great a mm-hmm. uh, great day. And um, he has
4: a he has a bright future. Um, I I want to see what they do with Slaughter. I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him slide over to to safety. I'm I'm no DB expert, obviously, <laughs> but I I don't know at this point why you wouldn't try him at safety. Maybe you just love him at, at nickel that much. But if if you have Brandon Turnage, who seems like he's next in line to take over for Theo at at nickel. Then then why not try slaughter at safety? If um but again, I'm no DB expert. If
2: you can play nickel, you can play safety. Yes, because, I
4: mean it's 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 an extension of the safety position. You're
2: you're nickel. Well, Nick, I, well the reason why I say that is because nickel playing nickel is like the hardest DB position on the field. Because you got to yes, guard so dudes in the slot and they have two way goes and you gotta cover basically the entire field. You don't have the sideline to act as another defender. So if you can if you can play you know, it, you know, in the mess, in the mess as a nickel and, and you know, play in the box as a nickel player and then have to guard, you know, receivers, and things like that. If you can play that, then you can play safety where you have a better, you know, bird's eye view. Um, you know, if you just understand how to line guys up, if you, uh, you know, understand, you know, your, 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 your coverages and don't bust, then that should be the only thing that keeps you from, from playing, but you should be able to to play that position. Uh, but Ken is definitely bringing this to 22 because he says two things can be true at the same time. Swaying Tennessee defense can be undermanned and not enough depth and still be one of the worst defenses in the country and school history uh, that many times did not look well coordinated. Ken, I just said there was times that looked terrible and bad and there was times that they looked, that they looked decent. The point is that the Tennessee defense was better the entire year than what we expected. 99 is not good. No one's sitting here bragging about 99th overall defense. But we were expecting them to be worse than that when you look at the roster during the spring. There was times when Tennessee's defense played better than they should have. And then there was times when they played on schedule, which was terrible. And that was the ball game. I literally just said that, Ken. I just said it. I, like, I just said it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Brandon B. says, also seen Jawan Mitchell on the sideline at the ball game and seen his social media post, seeming like he was returning next season. Do y'all think his return can help us out with him pairing with Banks? I know we really didn't get much to see uh, much of him. I think he only played in one game. I don't have high expectations for the Banks Juwan Mitchell duo. If it didn't happen this year, what makes me what makes us think that it's going to happen this next year? It could. It could happen. You know, Juwan Mitchell has a a change in mentality and he works his tail off and and I mean it can happen. You know, man, you just mentioned the fact that you forgot about Theo Jackson. I mean it can listen, it can happen. Jeremy Banks was at Juwan the, Mitchell. It, Banks it, it, at a point wasn't even on his football team. So, like, it can happen. But I don't have any expectations for Jawan Mitchell in 2022 on defense, despite his social as, media. Content. Not as of today. No, no, no. He's going to have to show me first. Like, I need to yeah, see Yeah, and more he, he's going to have to
4: show the, the coaches too.
2: For sure. Yeah, for sure. So, I hope so. I had high expectations for him coming over from Texas. But this year i i was I did not expect him to get benched. I did not expect him to be a guy that um, may not be with this program. I did not expect him to be uh, a player that that the coaches felt like wasn't pulling in the same direction as everyone else and um that was a big surprise to me and uh, until he proves otherwise, I'm not going to believe that he's going to to be a contributor in a positive way for for Tennessee so he can he can change that and then we'll change our opinions 865 six five two hundred fifty five zero three is our telephone number let's take a quick time out 865 255 is our telephone number Ben McKee, Jason Swain Ken, I, I hope you call one day be clapping a lot on the text box and be totally Off base. Just explain the defense. Had some really good moments. Some bad moments. Played better than what people expected. 99 is not good. No one's bragging about 99. Dude, this defense had an opportunity. This defense was looking like they were going to be a freaking in the 120s. Tennessee went out and got some players. Coached them up the best way they could. Still not good enough. Literally just said that. Swain so event continues after this. Woo. Woo. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you.
5: Good morning, Swain Event family. Several of you, like Ben McKee, have reached out to me for real estate assistance this year, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate your trust in me to ask questions and help you navigate the real estate world.
4: That's right, Jennifer. Buying a home is a scary process, especially for a first-time homebuyer. Jennifer recently helped my wife and I buy our first home and made the entire process seamless. Her willingness to go above and beyond is what sets her apart.
5: As always, feel free to give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at morris 865 at gmail.com.
2: We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain,
6: So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training
2: involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative
0: Sports Medicine,
2: East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy.
0: Top 100 barbecue restaurant dead-end barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over.
2: Touchdown or turnover is backed by El Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. All right, it's time for Touchdown Turnover. Back by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place that you belong. Better rates and better service. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. New Year. January Webb III, hope, hope everyone had a great New Year's celebration. What'd you do for New Year's? Man, what was your celebration?
4: Driving back to Knoxville.
2: My celebration was sleeping. I usually don't make it until uh, the celebration, but I, I made it. I made it this year, man. Have some. Uh,
4: but you said you were sleeping.
2: Well, as eh, soon as the celebration, soon as midnight struck, about ten minutes later, I went to sleep. So that was my celebration. Sleeping. That was my celebration. We. Well, were, I, we I were wish I was out. sleeping because
4: I I was just as tired as you have described. I was at a friend's house watching the college football playoff games um in huntsville and then i got a a couple of of text messages from my pregnant wife who was working at the hospital that night and she she got really sick because of uh that first trimester so i left huntsville at 9 30 p.m on new year's eve to drive back that that's what i was doing i i celebrated in my car Midway, or halfway between Chattanooga and and Knoxville, I think I was in like Cleveland when 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 the clock struck midnight. So I celebrated by myself. Happy New Year, Ben. Happy New Year, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what what a new what what a two thousand and twenty two it's going to be.
2: I tell you one thing, man. That Christmas present that, you, that your folks sent up here, that uh that that Jack, what was this? The Jack Spice.
4: Apple
2: cider? No, the cider. It was yeah, the Jack cider. It wasn't apple, but it was a cider. Ooh, man, I was all up in that for New Year's. I haven't had the Jack cider. Yo, that's that right there. Man, that stuff was good, man. Yeah, that was good. Jack. That's probably why I was sleepy, man.
4: Oh. Yeah, I, I I would imagine you can't go wrong with with Jack. I'll have to try that Jack, Jack Honey, Jack Apple, Straight Jack. You can't go wrong with Jack. Man, yeah,
2: it was it was awesome. All right, it's time for touchdown turnover. Back by Alcoa Ten Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong, better rates and better service. Here's a touchdown turnover that I, I um, had written down last night doing show prep. We've already been kind of talking about the defense, but I'm going to ask you this because I have not asked you directly. So, here it is. Cornerback is the biggest need on defense to address in the transfer portal. Touchdown or turnover?
1: Oh, man.
2: Oh, man. I just. Touchdown or turnover. Corner is the biggest need on defense to address in the transfer portal. What you got, Ben? What you
4: got? Uh,
2: I'll. What you got? I'll say
4: turnover. Oh, why? As, as you can tell in my voice, I am not very confident in, in my answer. And it's not that I'm not confident. I, I'm just – I I think it speaks to the needs of Tennessee's defense, and I I hesitate because I think that I have more faith. Not that it's a lot of faith. Please don't get it twisted. I, I don't have a ton of faith in what Tennessee currently has at corner, but I have more faith in what Tennessee currently has at corner than I do safety. And I I do believe corner is a more important position than safety. I do believe that the defensive line and edge rusher are are more important positions. But at, at safety, I've I, I, I hate to be this blunt about a, a college football player, but I, I've just given up hope on, on Tennessee's safeties. Um, okay. may, maybe they prove me wrong. I hope that they do, because they're they're great kids, young men, and uh, they, they've they've given their all. It, it's just I, I think they are they are limited. I, I, I it's not a lack of effort or anything of that nature that they're just limited. And at least that corner, I think you have something to work with with Kamal Haddon. I know Warren Burrell had an awful day, and I'm not saying he's going to have a successful 2022. But, I mean, at least you have the, the tools with Warren Burrell to, to work with. We'll, we'll see if Willie Martinez can, can do anything with it. I'm, I'm lumping nickel in to, to corner as as well swing. Uh, and, and you have right now Danico Slaughter, Brandon Turnage there. You, you signed Desmond Williams, a Juco guy. So, I, I mean, at least you have pieces there. And I just don't see those pieces at safety. You have pieces, not not enough, not as much as you need, but you have Byron Young as an edge rusher, maybe Jared Verse. Um, Tyler Barron, we'll see if, if he... Really does move inside, which he indicated that he is going to. Um, Roman Harrison, another year in the program. Hey man, you yeah. got Jeremy Banks coming going? back at inside backer corner. I just yes or no. I, I mean, I'm I'm just trying to show my work. I'm just trying to show my work. I, yeah, you,
2: you're doing work for the next semester. We on spring semester. You doing work for the well, for that's, the winter that's, semester.
4: That's just the type of work we put in here on the Swain event. So, uh, safety is the biggest need on defense, in my opinion. So I say turnover.
2: Oh man, it's a tough question, man. I gotta go. I gotta go corner just because of we've had teams literally pick on our corners. We saw South Alabama torch us, you know, attacking our corners in one barrel. And you mentioned one barrel having the tools. He has the physical tools, but mentally, he's done. He his confidence is shot right now. That's the number one thing of playing playing corner. His technique. His technique, he was right in position on a few of those throws against Purdue. He's, he's doing exactly what you want him to do technique-wise up until the ball is caught by the receiver. You have to turn your head around and play the ball, but he's in position. It's not like he's getting you know shook out of his shoes, but mentally he's not trusting his technique, the same technique, that allows him to be in position. He's just not finishing the job. Turn your head around and and knock the ball down and pick it off. For some reason, he won't turn his head around and he can't find the wide receiver and then he loses his footing and falls down. You can tell mentally he's, he's affected because like, he didn't even get up. Like, he just didn't get up. And the coaches had to come off the sideline and tell him, come on, get out. Last possession, he wasn't even in. Theo Jackson was in a corner. If you had a, a guy that was mentally able to shake it off and say, all right, man, I made a bad play. I'm, I'm going back out there. The coaches put you back out there. I like Kamal Haddon, what I saw from him in the bowl game. I I do feel like you can move, you know, Danico Slaughter to safety. I do feel like there's a lot of positive – Um momentum for Christian Charles for uh, Tamarion McDonald. I don't feel like we have that same momentum at corner with some of our young players, even though you had Brand Turner come in earlier in the season and win awards in his, in his performance in one game. I feel a lot better about the options we have at safety and moving guys over and some of the young pieces that I do at, at corner because you can't hide a corner. You can, You can play some plays with cover too you can you can hide us you can hide a safety you can you can but you cannot hide a corner man and I thought the ball game really showed us that and listen we we're, we're, we're drawing straws here we're pulling splitting hairs between corner safety linebacker they they are all um a position of need but I'm gonna go corner man I, I think corner is the biggest need on, on defense let's go to the phones um during the break I had turkey Man holding let's see if he is back with us turkey man is that is that you turkey man
1: that be me that be me you hung me up just soon as we or, you know, whatever you did my phone went dead good morning turkey man hey buddy happy new year happy, new, happy year. new year yeah you too mr Ben. a new new father to be coming
4: thank you happy new year to you and your family
1: and hey, you too buddy hey uh We've talked, or you guys, I've listened to you talk mostly, and and we we've all know that we've come that the officials have cost us uh, games and other things, games, and it's it's been changing uh, changing their approach of officiating, just like the basketball game the other night. Mm -hmm. They they one way, and all of a sudden, then okay, we're gonna call it everything on you, and you know we may have. Fouled, or we may have done this, or may have done that, but it was not the way it was done earlier for everybody, and it it costs it costs teams momentum, and it costs games. Mm-hmm. And I, I I feel like that the poor officiating has cost us at least three games uh, this this year,
0: yeah. uh,
1: just as appropriate at that moment. And so um We talked about players dropping balls and And not making a place, being in position, not making place, now something's on my crowd, and i'm not I'm not want to get down on a coach at all because i look I look a coach, but something I to have a hard time understanding and there was two two things happened: one in regular regular, regular time and and those are things that coaches have an opportunity to have the input in the game. we throw we throw uh, two long passes to the corner down the right side. Back to back, running out of time. And then we inserted to do a field goal at, at, really at his, he was out of range of what he normally can kick one because uh, they got that line letting you know where he's more accurate at, I guess. And, uh, we didn't try to get in position to win that game on the field goal. I didn't understand that coaching strategy at all. Then, then you go into overtime. And you would definitely want to be defense first. That's what normally you know. It's that sets out a pattern how you do this. And you want to at least get a field goal. So we go, we go for it on fourth and eight or something, someone. And, and we was fortunate we got the first down. Uh, I'm not talking about the uh, goal line. We scored, uh, you know. We're we not talking about that. I'm talking about that that moment, sir. The last
2: Locked drive, on in the re- yes. regulation. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're being, Turkey man. And and um, listen, I'm 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 with you, man. And thanks for the phone call. We are up against it at the top of the hour. Like I'm I am. I think we have the right coach to lead us where we are right now. The culture has has been a 180, taking a offense that was in the 90s or in the 100s or somewhere close to that in the bottom third and to put them in the top third tells you all you need to know about um, what he can do offensively. There are some questions about certain moments of the game and can can the offense get you over the hump. But I think a whole lot of other things need to take place before we can – sit here and say, okay, our offense lost us the game. I'm not, we, we're not there yet. When you coach in 100 games, you're not going to go 100 from zero as far as outcoaching the opponent. You're going to get outcoached. If you coach enough, you're going to get outcoached. The best coaches in college football history have been outcoached. I don't expect Josh Heupel to go undefeated and I coach every single coach he goes up against. Music City Bowl, Josh Hypo got out coached. He's still my coach. Still glad he's a coach. Look forward to what he's going to do in 2022. But in the Music City Bowl, Josh Hypo got out coached. The end of regulation drive. Where we took two deep shots. Do we know that Josh Heupel told Hendon Hooker to take two deep shots, or do we say, okay, you have this route and you have multiple guys open, different layers, different depths, and Hindenhooker Hooker decided to throw it deep, which is fine because they were open. Just didn't hit it. We wasn't in a rush. We wasn't in a hurry with multiple timeouts. We wasn't in a. In a hurry it was the management of the clock. I look at Hypo and I look at and I look at Hendon. It was like the first game of the season or the second game of the season of how we managed the clock. The way we did against Kentucky was was perfect. How did we play that game against Kentucky in November and then come back at the end of December and look like we've never ran two men drills? Our kicker's not kicking a 56-yarder. He's not Sebastian Janikowski. That's not his range. And it it felt like we were okay with allowing him to kick the ball at that distance. We could have picked up five yards, eight yards, to make that kick a whole lot closer. It just didn't seem like we had much sense of urgency or much direction. And that falls on Josh Heupel. I think the play of him the hooker, even though it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, was not great it was not great it was not one of his one of his better games I mean you can go look at the stat sheet and go look at you know all the touchdowns and look at the interceptions and go man he was he played great he didn't play great he didn't play great I thought new City Bowl was was the worst game for the head coach and the quarterback as a combination on top of other things that hurt us too. Defense, maybe some special teams, pass protection. You can't just look at the head coach and the quarterback.
4: But yeah, so that that was going to be my next point. Is yeah, Hendon did miss some throws, but I I, I would love to, to sit down with with Josh Heupel and Hendon Hooker and, and truly just discuss the the game and kind of what happened on on so many different plays because like like there are plays where Hendon just flat out missed the throw the second play of the game Javante Payton uh, going deep beats his man has a step on his man and Hooker sails it over his head and out of bounds I mean that that should have been a touchdown on the second play of the game And, and Tennessee ended up scoring Uh, Tillman caught his first touchdown, but, I mean, he he still missed that throw. But then there were other times, uh, I I forget when in the game it was, I think the second quarter. uh, It was the second quarter on the third possession of the second quarter. uh, Hooker missed the deep ball when Valus and Tillman were running go routes in the same spot. Like, like, how does that happen? How how do you have two receivers running a go route in the same spot? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and, receiver. That's receiver, right? And you had several instances in, in which the spacing and, and the routes it, they they appeared off. Somebody did not do something correctly. Which obviously, I mean, I guess technically it could be on Maybe maybe he, you know, gave a signal that he shouldn't have. But I, I would imagine that he did not do that, yeah, especially of as often as lives. it was happening. And then. Right tackle got Tennessee beat. Right right tackle was Tennessee's biggest issue on offense in the Music City Bowl. Yep. Um, on several instances, obviously, there was the fumble. There was the play in which Jalen Hyatt ran a, a post and beat his man wide open down the middle of the field. And the TV broadcast does not show it, but uh, Nissan Stadium showed it on the Jumbotron – where the defender, the defensive lineman for Purdue, grazed the football as Hendon was releasing the football. So it, it obviously impacted the throw, and it came, came up well short. Mm-hmm. That, that was all pressure. And mm-hmm. they, they tried Jeremiah Crawford in there at, at times, and he just got flat-out whipped, and you went with Dane Davis for, for the rest of the way. But the, the pass protection was not good. Uh, and, and it wasn't just right tackle. There there were other guys who, who struggled a, as well. And, and then you had some drops. Uh, Princeton Fant had three. Uh, Javante Payton had a drop. Valus Jones had a drop. You, you had stupid penalties. You, you had an illegal formation. You had false starts on the running back, on the tight end, on the receivers. Uh, you, you had holding penalties. Jerome Carvin had a personal foul that, that killed the first drive of the second quarter. Uh, you, you had offsetting penalties before the fumble, and I did not see anything that warranted Tennessee being called for a unsportsmanlike or, or personal foul in that moment, but maybe something was said that we don't know about. So I just self-inflicted wound after self-inflicted wound, and – and Hinden, I, I agree with what you're saying about Hinden Swain, but the the whole offense as a whole was just very uncharacteristic.
2: For sure, for sure, a lot of a lot of finger pointing can go around, man. A lot of uh, execution issues, the penalties are something that's going to reflect on the head coach. Um, you know, the the, the 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 clock management before uh, and the regulation, the head scratcher. Um, you, you can't have everyone having bad days. Like you can still win if one person have a bad day or maybe one unit has a bad day, but you can't have you can't have multiple units and head coaching, uh, clock management issues and you know quarterback making freshman mistakes. Like I can live with a couple deep balls being off target because again I understand how hard they are to connect on. They're they are low percentage throws. When you hit them, they're great. They're game changing, but it's hard. You got people. Running at your feet, you got this, this, this pocket is closing out on you, and you got to throw it in a bucket. Like it's it's tough, um, but the the overtime passing play number one. Why are you calling it? You just rush for, you know, seven yards on on first down. They haven't stopped the run. W- why even call a passing play? That's my f- first question. To, to Coach Heupel. Then you have a quarterback that has played multiple years of college football. Take a sack and three step. That was a freshman mistake. So those two errors right there, man, that cost you an overtime. And then you had a missed block by Princeton Fat So every play you had a mistake. <laughs> like every play you had a mistake and then the referees had their mistake and boom, you got the result, which was the L. But every play except for the first play of overtime was a mistake by either and- the play caller or or the or the quarterback. So um we got somebody on the phone, Ben. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get to the phone. I'm gonna let you, you know, finish up that point, and then we'll take a break. So let's get to the phones. they have been waiting patiently. Good morning. Who we got?
5: Hey, this is Doug in Chattanooga.
2: Hey, Doug, how you doing, man? Good morning.
5: Good. I'm, I'm actually stuck in traffic on Signal Mountain, trying to get to work. And you guys are spot on this morning. I mean, really, you've broken it down fantastically. If that's a word. Uh, so I, I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. But I, I'm, I'm just going to go off the rails. Um. Something's got to be done in in college football with the officiating. Yes. Did I, I don't know if you guys picked up on this because I, I couldn't I couldn't verify this stat, but uh, in the Alabama game, they said Alabama was second in the NCAA with 17 pass interferences for the entire year. So, Alabama's second in NCAA with pass interference calls was 17. And in one game, we had six pass interference penalties called on us. Five of them by the same official. Now, <clears throat> you know, there's talk about how much money was being put on this game. So, just just for the sake of college football i mean this just may have been all a coincidence this may have been incompetence but but the appearance alone it is damaging to the to the game i mean the game cannot survive if if we continue to have this kind of incompetence because because, you know, you you can say, hey, they can call pass interference on every, on every down. They can call holding on every down. I mean, we all say that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They didn't call it on Purdue. Uh-uh. They called it on us. You know, and I don't know if you guys, I mean, you know, you just mentioned the, you know, the offsetting personal fouls. You know, it's bizarre that ESPN didn't show it. But... The our guy was on the ground and literally a Purdue guy like jumped and speared him on the ground. And I had to re, you know, I had to rewind it to see it and they threw the flag and they called offsetting on that.
4: Yep. But it, it should not have been offsetting unless a Tennessee player said something.
5: Yeah. But, but n- not a single holding call. On Purdue, I, I mean, come on, guys. We we all watched the same game, and and you can have you can have incompetent referees, which these guys were. They've been suspended twice. I mean, wh- why why did that group from a, from a conference that was not associated with either of the teams playing? Why did that group get it? Who knows they've shown to be incompetent, but if you're really incompetent, it goes both ways, right? I mean, you're consistent. I mean, you know, Hooker was off. He, he did not have a good game, but several of those overthrows, I mean, if you go back, our receiver was, was being held close to the line of scrimmage almost every time, because, I mean, you guys saw it. Their strategy was we gotta we gotta stop the run. They brought their safeties up for run support, so those DBs were on an island the entire game, and they, and that's why we kept going at, after them. And and the assumption is, hey, we're going to get these holding calls or these pass interference calls. They didn't do it. They didn't do it to Purdue. They did it to us. So just for the integrity of the game. They got, they got to make these officials professional, full-time guys. I mean, there's too much money involved. You got to make them full-time guys, and, and they got to watch these guys like Hawks. And if they don't perform, move to the next guy. And that's all I got, guys.
2: Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, man, I mean um... – Tennessee did not play well, and the officiating was terrible too against Tennessee. Um, I mean, you can go look at the, the you know the disparity between the two teams. I mean, the PI calls that was called against Tennessee, and then you blatantly missed the the, the, the easy call of holding where a young man is grabbing the jersey of Cedric Tillman. I mean, those are those are easy calls um, right there to make. Uh, we, we gotta take a break, top of the hour. We ran over about 14 minutes. Uh, we'll take a quick time out and then we'll come back. We'll go straight to the phones. Don't go anywhere, swing event, fuel by that in barbecue.